On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order hitting $10 million mark, being the best single-player Star Wars game there is. Also, we look into the best-selling video game consoles of all times by units sold. Find out what's the top-selling console ever and the lowest-selling console ever. All that and more on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome back to another week of Third Party Controller Podcast. We are all back together. I'm excited. But there's something I want to talk about real quick. Because of these past week events, you know, things get serious. And I just wanted to say that I appreciate both of you. Everything you do for the show, you guys give 100%. And and I appreciate it. I love you, too. <laughs> and, Joe, I haven't forgiven you for not letting me be in your wedding. But I still love you. I, for, I forget about it. I only, bring, I only remember when you bring it up. You know that, right? <laughs> Where the fuck is that coming from? Huh? Where the fuck is all this coming from? Because, you know. Dude. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude. Can I be real with you guys for a second? Uh, no. episode. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, I'm just like, it's it's totally, it is it is a shitty thing. that It's really shitty that he died and everything that happened. But, like, I was, I, I'm not a huge basketball fan. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many people that are, like, going out of their way to, like, yeah. just post insane amounts of oh, yeah. memes about him. Where oh, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. even I'm, like, dude, you weren't that big of a fan of basketball. Uh-huh. I get cultural icon he was a lot of things and he was he was great for the sport of basketball but like you know i heard he died i was like fuck that sucks and the next day i was like that sucks you know what i mean and then like i was like moving on but like there's people like i see people that are just they're just hammering it and hammering like dude let him like i miss i miss him more than i do i was a bigger fan than him yeah like i i I, the only reason i brought this up i wanted is is in moments like that, regardless if you're a big fan or not, it it's sucks. just more of like, yeah, 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 but it, it's not even really that. It's just like, oh, man, someone could be here and be gone the next yeah. day. So you should take the time to say how much you appreciate someone. And that's what I wanted to do, Joe. Yeah, yeah no, I feel you. I appreciate you, you too. I love yeah, you, too. That's crazy, man. Oh. No, but like, like going back to like COVID, like I, I became a, a Lakers fan because of him when I was fucking sixth grade. Like I, I watched basketball because of him. They won that when they fucking won those three championships in the row in the early 2000s. And after that, I just stopped watching. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I heard they were still really fucking good, too, after that. I, like just, I, I just fell out of love with basketball. I, uh, I had a, I've, like, I have a few friends that were actually, like, like our big time, like, Laker fans and just, like, sports fans in general. And, like, when they post up, I'm like, that oh, makes sense to me because I'm like, yeah. they, they, they follow the game, they know it. But then, like, I see people mm-hmm. that are just, like, you know, like, I'm like, like, man, you don't even like basketball. Like, it's just so crazy. Yeah. And, like, some people are just, yeah, I didn't watch the game and they're yeah. just posting, like, Ten like memes or like videos in a row about it. I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah, like, it's all the fucking just, fake fans that came up. Yeah, it just sucks, man. I hate that. <laughs> but like, it's I'm fucking social media, dude. It's like I'm like, everybody yeah. wants their voice heard. Yeah, yeah. That whole that whole thing is just like getting so tired of it. Continue. 
But you still didn't put me in your wedding. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Well, let's get this going. Beto. Hey. Suffer. Hey. Judgment. I started playing Judgment again. Oh, okay, um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty close to beating it, but um, I mean, it's still, it's it's really good. I don't. I think you know what? When I was playing it, I think a little bit after that, um, MLB The Show came out, and I think that's what fucking distracted me from, uh-huh. from finishing it. But I mean, it's the game is fucking. It's like the Yakuza games. It's it's fun. It's a detective story. It's a different kind of like. It's still like a beat 'em up. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. The story is like a similar formula. Like this thing happens, you got to figure out why it happens, uh-huh. and then it feels like it's opening up more, and then, like you're finding out the true, the true uh, reasons why certain things happen in the game. Yeah, and I feel like it's gonna do the same thing. It's gonna like fucking crazy long-winded explanation to uh-huh. why they're covering something up or why they're. This thing's happening. It's not just like for this reason. There's multiple reasons. That's yeah. this whole connection behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah, it's a like conspiracy type shit. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's been it's been good. The, the voice cast is really good. I've been listening to it in English, mm-hmm. so some voice uh, the voice acting is fucking really good. Uh, the chemistry between the Yagami and uh, I think his name's Kaito. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's Kaito. Kaito. It's really cool. Like just they're these they seem really fucking. They, there is their friendship. Their fucking, there it's established well. Like, like it's it's um. Gotcha. Okay. It's developed well. Like they're you can tell they're fucking really, they got each other's back and shit. It's fucking cool. Um, the and just like a, the Yakuza games, the dialogue is like it can be like kind of corny in this here and there, especially like in the side missions. The side missions are like very silly all the time. Yeah. But the main story is like very. Like serious and like mm-hmm. take it like in a serious tone, so you can just play the main story and just kind of go through it, and like it's just <coughs> play the story in like a like in a serious manner, right? But the the rest of the side missions are are uh, silly, and there's a lot of <laughs> I remember the, there's a lot of fist bumping in this game. I noticed so like like giving each other, hey man, what's up? And they like fucking fist bump each other, especially between the two main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully I'm, I'm trying to finish it But then I was trying to finish it yesterday But just these last couple of chapters Have been pretty long Oh okay But uh Another thing that I really like about it After every chapter It gives you a recap of what happened So uh I There's probably like Four or five months That I didn't play this game And then I played a chapter And it gives me a re- recap Of what's going on And it's like Oh shit that, That's what happened Kind of like an episodic TV yeah, show Yeah it's like enough. a TV show like a, like a detective story Um But That's what that's what kind of like kept me interested in it because I remembered what was happening, mm-hmm. and uh, that's fucking I, I, I like that. I think a lot of games should do that. Every chapter like kind of recaps stuff. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, I mean it's really cool. Just like uh, you hear narr- the the narrator, he's telling you what's going on, just kind of explains shit. But that's fucking that's dope. But, but I mean, if you played the Yakuza games, I you do fucking I think you would like this game. 
I mean, you started playing it. You, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Right? I thought it was a, a nice little change yeah. compared to what you're kind of used to. Very similar, but there are some differences. Yeah, so there's like, um, cert- like, like I was complaining, or I was complaining about Death Stranding, how there's some like mandatory uh, missions for you to advance in the main story. There's some of them like that are like kind of silly sometimes that you like feel like aren't unnecessary. Mm-hmm. This game has that too, but they made it fun. <laughs> like I actually enjoyed doing these missions for me, like because uh, there's a part where I have to like find some guy's dad, some kid's dad, for me to investigate like a certain yakuza fucking gang. Yeah. So I have to hop out the dad, do something. I don't. I want to give it away, but you have you have to hop out the dad. And then uh, after that, he kind of explains to you what's going on, and then like, oh, okay, that's it was, a, it was, it was. You didn't have to put that in the story, but like they kind of made it. They put they incorporated it into the story, so that was like that that made it. That made it more fun than like the Death Stranding type of missions like that. It wasn't it wasn't necessary, but they added it in there, and then you're. Kind of like a. I just incorporated it into the story and just like mm-hmm. you were able to just progress even though the uh the mission is kind of silly yeah but yeah that's that's pretty much all I've played I haven't really uh, I've, I've been playing it for like a good while now like uh, I saw what uh I've been playing for like 35 hours oh okay sure. yeah so it's it's a pretty long game like I'm, I've been messing around here and there but for the most part I've been playing like like uh like good chunks of it like, yeah like yesterday I played it for like two or three hours the day before that, like another two, and they're just like it's, it's they're long, but it's still, uh-huh. I'm still enjoying it. Cool. What about you, what about you, Joe? What's up, fool? Um, I'm on the verge of finishing up the story. Well, I already finished the main story, but I'm just finishing up a last uh, the last couple of levels I haven't gone through of uh, the story mode of uh, Mario Maker Two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You're playing that. Yeah. Um. Went through the, it's like a typical Mario game. It took me about a week of <laughs> going through yeah. levels and stuff like that. Some I didn't actually play every day, but um, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Um, no, no, like I can't. It's like I knew going in it wasn't going to revolutionize, revolutionize Mario. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of this. But, man, there was a lot of really cool level design that I'm not used to seeing from each respective like each level takes, you know, some of it's from the original Mario, Mario 3, that that theme. And they I, I definitely love the retro, the look of the retro levels, but then adding like new school or newer like, you know, like level design things that yeah. some of the, the designers did, you know. Um, so all in all, it was, a, I liked it. It was great. Um, I just, I'm, I 100%ed the castle finally. So the main story is done. But now I'm just going back and hitting the last few levels that I didn't, because, you know, you can finish it without actually build a castle without actually going through every level mm-hmm. um and i'm just going back and finishing a couple of the last levels um but all in all it was a lot of fun I, I i really enjoyed it i'll probably try out um a few user created like levels levels um i don't know how that works jesse maybe you've played it like is it like it, i haven't it, touched it yet i was i was kind of doing the same thing you're doing is just go through the story mode first before i touch anything about uh-huh. Any user created stuff? I haven't gotten around to that yet. Um, more likely, I'll probably do a couple of levels, like play a few things, like people's create content, like created content. Like, hopefully, it's 
like <clears throat> hopefully the way you ask access them you know there's a I, I don't know if there was a rating system in the last one or just like specific how it was done because i didn't play the first mario yeah. maker but hopefully there is and then after that i'll probably more likely with this game i'll probably trade it back in and get and move, put it to something else mm -hmm. this is not something like for me it was cool but it wasn't anything like i don't i'm not going to create levels with the game yeah it's never it was not going to be my my thing mm -hmm. but um i wanted to play through some new mario stuff and yeah I, it was it, it served its purpose it was really really cool um what else? I was on the verge of playing more Modern Warfare. Finally, as already, I was gonna play with my some family members uh, last Friday. I'm already got some time. I booted up, and then right when I go on installation, I needed like a nine gig download oh, for wow. the newest DLC pack, and I'm like, son of a bitch, and it took forever. So didn't play it last week and just left it like finally downloaded it's a hundred and some like man that download's so fucking big yeah <laughs> but um <clears throat> still haven't played it yet it's, i'm on the verge of playing it um it'll be that i think last time i talked to you guys i i don't know did i talk, I, I finished that untold stories right or did i was i almost done with it you're almost done yeah. with it you're almost so done. i finished it uh i finished untold stories on uh, on the switch and uh it was great like I said, it's it's a lot of these like, it's done in a very, kind of minimalist like it's almost all like text based story and mm -hmm. like parts of it are choose your own adventure and then you get to the very end and I mean I thought it was like all in all for what it was it's a ten dollar game, I thought it was great, I liked it a lot. It's got a creepy vibe to it, you know as you build to like, the the basically the big reveal like what's what it's all about. Um, like each like the first three stories all seem different nothing really fits in like each one's different and you're kind of like trying to figure well how do these like do these even piece together mm. and then the fourth story wraps every puts everything together finally and then you you realize you know what, what's going on and i'm like oh this is a, i thought they did a pretty good job of of wrapping it all together um it's a pretty cool little anthology. Like, I, you know, like they make movies like that where they do like anthology series, like movies where you'll have like four stories or something like that. And then, um, but um, yeah, all in all, I, 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 I would give it a, a very big recommendation. Very, very, very cool game. I think that was it. Just got through that stuff so far this week. But uh, we'll be moving on to some other stuff. I did, uh, I did start watching a new series on HBO, The Outsider. Have you guys heard of that? No. Jason Bateman, right? Yeah, so it's a Stephen King. Uh, oh, Stephen now King story. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm three episodes in. I think there's a total of five episodes out and right that, now. That's on HBO. Yeah, it's yeah. really. I fucking think it's Ozark's good. What? Oh, okay. I think it's really good yeah, so it looks far. Really good. It's like a mixture of. I know this is gonna sound fucking like like just like ugh. It doesn't sound good time, but it's like it's a little bit of True Detective mixed with some supernatural like stuff going on but i really enjoy the way it's done because it's really about the investigation mm -hmm. so in that in that way the story is about is very like it's in that true detective vein mm -hmm. but there's definitely something that's un unexplainable going on and as, as it seems like as the story is going on that's going to be a bigger part of it because like early on you're like oh this is just a this is a an investigation into a crime and it's simple as that but then as you know like that for that as that episode especially the first episode goes on you're starting to realize like huh this is kind of weird and then by episode two you're like okay this is not this is something's fucking up what the fuck's yeah. going on here and then it just moves on from there but um 
yeah, three episodes in, I, you know, I was waiting for HBO to give me something like to sink my teeth into again. Uh, I, I I haven't actually finished watching the watch the Watchmen, which sucks now because that's basically canceled. Um, really? Yeah. What's his name? They basically HBO was like, we're not gonna make any more unless what's his name comes back and does it. The Ooh. executive producer. Yeah, he's just done. And he's, he's just like, I got other anymore. stuff to do. He's like, I don't have time. Who's that? Uh, well, I don't know. Just the showrunner, whoever the guy is. Yeah, he's basically like, I don't have time to come back to it right now. To really? do stuff. So they're basically they're, like, they're just like, oh, don't want to do it without him. So yeah. So that's done. Um, I'll oh, still watch it. Cool, it was pretty it? good. Like I saw a few episodes of it. It was really good. Like yeah. I liked it. Um, and I haven't really, I haven't had time to watch the, uh, what's it, his dark materials or something like that, which I heard is really good. But um, I was waiting on HBO to give me, you know, True Detective, the last season of True Detective was the last big thing I was watching on HBO. I mean, obviously. How was that? It was really good. Yeah. I would say first, the first season and the third season are, are both fantastic. Yeah. True Detective, yeah. Um, Obviously, Marshall Ali is, is great. Yeah. But like in season three, Stephen Dorff is fucking fantastic. Really? Like you, you like. I always think of him from the like the dude in fucking yeah, Blade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Blade is real douchey. Yeah, yeah. But no, man. In season three, like he's. St- I thought he. I mean, Marshall Ali is fucking great. I thought Stephen Dorff stole the show. The show. Yeah. Like he's so fucking good in it. Um. But it's great. Now season three is really really good. Uh. It kind of wipes away the bad taste of season two. Yeah, I heard. It. I, mean, fuck, dude, I didn't I like it. It looked fucking dope, and then I heard how bad it was. Like, it just—it was so uneven. Was season two the one with Vince Vaughn? Or? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He wasn't bad in it per se. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't his fault. It's just the entire story and everything in general it was just like I just. It seemed cool. They it had a, all the right pieces. Yeah. They had great cast. Um, premise, some people are like, yeah. like hate on Colin Farrell, but uh, like in that role, I thought he was fine. But it just, just didn't work for me. Oh really? Yeah, I got I got I got bored of the whole storyline of everything really really quick. Um, but the third season was a good was a good comeback. Um, but no, going back to like yeah, True Detective was um, not True Detective. Uh, the Outsiders. It's looking like it's going to be really really good. Yeah. Um, is it The Outsider? Or the Outsider. Outsiders? Okay. Yeah, The Outsider. The Outsiders. A movie. The Outsiders is a different movie. Yeah. Um, I think that was that's about it, guys. I do have. I did rent uh, the uh, that movie Parasite. Oh, I'm gonna don't watch say that. nothing. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Woo. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Yet. No gonna watch it and want to watch it or it's really really good so it's korean uh by the director of snowpiercer the host and okja which i loved i liked okja a lot okja uh netflix movie is it yeah it's really it was a specific he directed it specifically for netflix it's a good movie um so i'm looking forward to watching that um but that's been about it for me jesse what about uh, I ended up, I ended up getting coming down with the sickness, so I didn't really get to like, <laughs> I didn't really get to like play anything. But before it happened, I did play one game. It was one indie game that came out on the Switch and the PlayStation Four, and I think on the Xbox One as well. Um, I saw it and I just I downloaded it because it seemed like a pretty cool premise. Nineteen eighty X. So the premise just seemed like it was going to be a beat-em-up, a driving game, like a shinobi ninja game, and a shmup all in one, right? So that seemed kind of interesting. I kind of just dived in without really knowing much on that game. It looked interesting. Uh, Started playing it. You could literally finish it in a sitting or like two sittings. It doesn't take that long. It's probably anywhere from like an hour and a half to maybe two hours. 
But when it starts off, it starts off as a beat em up, and pretty much like the premise of the the game is you're this kid in nineteen in the eighties who just lives in a small town, and from his window he could see the city from afar. So he wants to go to the city, but he's stuck in the small town. So like his escape is of video games, and then he finds when he's walking around his town this arcade place that's kind of like you know hidden, and you know certain people go to it like punks and you know outsiders and stuff and he goes to play the games and when you go in there he pops in a quarter and you start playing and how the game starts off first is as a beat em up and then it goes transitions so you'll play these little segments and then it goes into a story about like yeah you know i'm at school and this and that it's like little things here and there mm-hmm. so you're not getting a full grasp of really what's going on but you can kind of tell like hey this kid is just He's tired. He wants to do something else. He just doesn't want to be in this town. It seems like he comes from a broken home, but there's not that much detail in it. It's all coming to the like the perspective of, in his mind. He's talking to himself, and then from there, like he's you're driving and you're actually playing a driving game, and you, it's kind of like um, Sega Speed Racer or Outrun, you know, okay. kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and then you'll be doing that, and then his narration will come in toward the end of the race and it'll, it'll lead into something else. And yeah. it's just like, oh, okay, that's pretty neat. And then there you'll start doing the shoot 'em up and you're playing a shoot 'em up through levels. So if you end up dying, you can continue. Uh, and you're just pretty much going through it until once you get to the end and then, phew, then it'll continue with the storyline. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of like weaves in, weaves out. And then toward the end is like kind of like a dungeon crawler RPG. And... As things are going on, you notice that it's corrupting the system and it's saying like, why do you want to run away? And then, and then why are you doing this? And it's just like, oh shoot, is the game coming into the real world or something? Like what's going on? And you're like doing turn-based stuff where you're attacking. Some attacks can, you know, whether it's like a hacker slash laser beam can kill certain enemies. Uh, and then out of nowhere, like it kind of ends. And then I'm like, was that it? Because I didn't know. I just jumped in. Yeah. And then when I went online, it's like, oh, it's episodic. Oh, so it was okay. so just... It's, not, it's so it, just starting. This was basically, yeah. Episode just one. starting was episode one's basically oh, okay. like a prologue. And I'm like, oh, okay. But when's the next one? So... By buying it, do you have access to all of them? Or do you have to buy, buy each one as it, it comes? It seems like it's access to everything. Okay. But what I was reading a lot online where people were saying, like, they don't sell it as an episodic thing. They, it seems like it's just already all one gotcha. but it is something episodic but don't know when the next one's out so um pretty neat it was interesting some of the game like the shinobi kind of ninja uh gameplay was fun uh everything felt pretty solid you know for being different varieties of games uh it was intriguing the story was interesting but there's not much to it because as it goes you're just like oh okay the, the you know because it's voice dialogue and stuff like that okay when's a another character maybe like a friend or some more fleshed out story segments happen like you kind of probably won't want happen until later on though. hopefully yeah. or it might be all in his like just his narration throughout sure. everything you know so so far that was pretty interesting um it played pretty well but i would say if anything wait until everything's done because if for me i was just like oh that's it i'm like well for 10 bucks it's not bad but i was just like i didn't hate it but is this all it is but when i went online said it was episodic so but i did see because it did say to be continued and then credits went so it felt very 80s infused influence so uh it was a neat kind of a 
a little experience. So that was, it was pretty cool. Who I do want to see how that. Um, I don't know. I know 8.4 worked on the translation, and 8.4 is in Japan. Um, so I think it's. I think it was a group in Japan that worked on it. Japan and maybe another country. I'm not 100% sure, but because they did the tra- the translation for it. Because um, they were the. That's how I kind of found out about it was because they were advertising it, and I knew who 8.4 was. So I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, no, that's pretty much like what I played. That's all I had. I've been uh, under the weather this week, so didn't really get to play that much. Uh, me and Bethel ended up watching because I just wanted to see how it was. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And how was it? <laughs> it's better than I thought, but it was kind of certain things. I was like, yeah, it's it's what I thought it was gonna be. It wasn't horrible. Like it's basically. You, if you've seen like all the Kevin Smith movies, like Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, you know you'll get the gist of a lot of the jokes. Mm-hmm. But I felt like they really just repeated a ton of the same stuff over and over. And it's like, okay, that's funny maybe one or two times, but like within the first like thirty, forty-five minutes, just kind of like, eh. yeah, a lot of a. Uh... A lot of the jokes are like callbacks to other movies, and they're like really like they missed fucking by a long shot. Oh, really? Um, watching it, like, there's so many fucking cameos where I was just, I was, I was just kind of every time there was a new cut, a new scene, somebody came into the screen, I was like, who's this gonna be? Who's this gonna be? Who's this? Who's next? That's, that's how, how it that's felt. That's how Jay inside the box. Yeah. Strike, but that was how that felt too. But this one, I felt, I felt like way more than any other movies. It was like it was, it was so much. Um. But uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Like it was it was tolerable. It, there was like uh, they actually like managed to get some sort of emotion out of uh, yeah, Jason so Mewes. Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> Jason Mewes. I mean, he's not a terrible actor, but he's also not great. Mm. But they actually, I like, think, he wasn't even trying to be an actor. That's yeah, that's I mean, a, yeah. He, but he ended up just like fucking falling into it. But well, that's the thing. That was a, one of the surprising things while watching it was like, oh, the movie has heart. It has like a, yeah. a main central yeah. s- story to it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. That's cool. We we kind of had to get it like through 30, 40 minutes of just like to get to the actual like, to get to the actual like oh this is what it's about. I'm like oh, okay cool you know. Look, a ton of people love that kind of stuff. I understand. For me, it's just more like we've done it already. You know, it was just like like Jane Silent uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. That was was the repeat, the repeat yeah. of just like <laughs> let's make these jokes. But yeah. this was just like but it's a reboot of a reboot of a replete of this and that. And it's well, you like, know, I and at this it. point too, like with, with Kevin Smith, like he's basically, he's fully admitted, like I'm just making shit that I want to make now. Yeah. Like if it, he's like, if a reboot sounds great to me, like he's going to make it and he doesn't really, he's at the point like, I don't really care if anybody yeah, cares yeah. or not because he yeah. does everything independent now and he's like, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Funds himself. I mean, people, yeah, so, people are going to watch it. His fans are going to yeah. fucking like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to this day, I, I like Dogma is one of my fucking. Yeah. Fa- I probably, I think Dogma is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's to me is yeah. the best one out I think of Chasing all. Chasing Amy was fucking really good. Yeah, yeah it was, it's good. Chasing Amy was good. I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I mean, those older movies. I mean, even Mallrats. I still enjoy Mallrats and Clerks, but like, like anything after none that of them is kind really of age all that well, in my opinion. And I feel like Chasing Amy is it's okay. I like, re- it's I it. rewatched Mallrats. Is it still holds up? Yeah, like it's fun because okay, yeah, of that time, you know, because yeah. it works at that time. Yeah. But what there is a callback to Mallrats in this, and then it goes like, yeah, the mall's dying, so yeah. there's no <laughs> point. There's no point of do like. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it's like, oh, okay. There's things in it like the, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. It's like 
stuff could be super cringy. But as a whole, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And again, you do have to. It is a movie where like you have to be a fan and you have to have seen everything. Because yeah. it does pay off some things with certain characters in other movies. Yeah. You know, without giving anything away. Just like there's, oh, oh, this is from, from this one. And then I was like, oh, that's really cool. There was, a, there was a scene in it where I'm like, that's really cool. They kind of tie something and, and, and tie it with a bow. like Kind of like it's something like, hey, what happened later to these people? Yeah. And then I, you kind of find out. And I thought, oh, that's really neat. I like, always like, so my thing about it was like almost every, with the exception, I, I might be wrong here, but like all of the other movies, basically the Jay and Silent Bubs, Clerks, Small Rats, they're all chasing me. They're all characters are connected somehow yeah. in yeah. one way or another. So one of the reasons I really like Dogma was because it didn't really like Dogma was in a way it was like basically the characters in those movies playing parts in this movie of Dogma. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it took so like inserted into that. Like yeah, but they weren't movie. really from that world. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like and I and I think it's one of the biggest things I loved about Dogma was outside of Jay and Silent Bob, all the other characters were really just I don't want to say original characters because I mean you had your characters that were like oh that's supposed to be so and so from the movie but it's the yeah, devil yeah. or it's so and so, but. They were sort of original. It's like it was yeah. in its own world, and I think that was the biggest things. I, I one of the biggest things I liked about Dog. And I just told you, I really well, I mean, dug that. Chasey story Amy too. is kind of like that too, because there's like James yeah, and Bob right. aren't really in it until like a certain yeah. one scene, and that's it. And it's a kind of its own little story, but still in that yeah, Kevin in that, Smith's universe. In that universe, yeah. But um, that's cool because I mean I've I've seen it for I think it's available for rent, right? Yeah. yeah I uh, mean I ha- I have it. I mean if you want to borrow it. Oh yeah. Is that like yeah. Blu-ray or what? I don't, yeah. I don't regret it's, it's just like Oh I don't regret it Like I was like Oh this is pretty It's not bad it's, Like the first third Is like very tongue in cheek Like yeah. it kind of like Calls back to this Wink stuff. wink like, uh, Yeah <laughs> like do very similar things to That they did in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back And all uh-huh. that stuff so. um, One thing in the end I feel doesn't stick to landing And I'm yeah. just kind of like eh. Like There's kind of like a, a, a Twist quote unquote Thing yeah. was, was it, And I was, was just like Yeah it, Oh sorry if I If I spoiled this for you <laughs> It's never really a fucking okay. spoiler. Um, right on. Cool. Yeah. But other than that, like, uh, I mean, if you're a fan of Jay and Silent Bob or any of the, uh, if the Kevin Smith uh, universe, it, it is cool to watch, you yeah. know, and it, I think it ties up certain characters and people, which I thought was, that's, I think I liked the most out of it. Was that, you know? Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith's daughter did a good job. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. I've never seen her in anything. I never watched Yoga Hosers. Not yeah. for any reason. I just never did. And I've never really seen her act in anything, but in this, she, she did good. I haven't seen anything uh, Kevin yeah. Smith since Red State. But yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back, so see you in a bit. Listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. Nintendo's president, Shintaro Fukuawa, has stated that Nintendo has no plans to launch a new Nintendo Switch model during 2020. These comments are from Nintendo's nine months financial results briefings for the fiscal year ending March 2020 in which Nintendo also said we believe the importance to continue the communication to appeal both Nintendo Switch systems and expand the install base. 
While we may not get new models, Nintendo will still be releasing special editions, including the recently announced Nintendo Switch with an Animal Crossing New Horizon design, dock, and Joy-Cons that will launch on March 13th, 2020. Nintendo doesn't appear to be in a hurry to rush out a more powerful Nintendo Switch as the sales for the newest console have recently passed 52 million units worldwide. Nintendo also released a Nintendo Switch Lite last year that accounted for 5.19 million units of the 52 million. So with something like that, Nintendo coming out saying that there's not going to be a, you know, Switch Pro this year. Um, do you think that's a good idea with the releases of the you know new PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X? No, do you think every, it seems like every year the analysts and people are like, oh, Nintendo's going to release an update. But like Nintendo doesn't have to do that. They mm-hmm. don't. There's no like I it's always funny. People are like Nintendo's going to get left in the dust when it comes to power. They've been left in the dust when it comes to power every console generation and every console generation you know they always find a way to come like like maybe not every generation but like they it, it's never mattered yeah it doesn't matter the console as it stands right now hurt can still do like i think video like 4k if if needed i i wanted to say i saw specs at one point where i saw something along those lines it's not set for it like it's i don't think it's gonna ever really do that but i could have sworn i saw like the chipset is capable of that but i'm like it doesn't really matter to them like not 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 video gaming though, like just like straight like I think video streaming mm-hmm. or something like that. But like, they don't care. Like their their focus is games portability. It it's like it kind of gets annoying to keep hearing this fucking same story every year. I'm always like, dude, they don't care. Yeah, I think it's, that when they mean by a pro, I think some people think they mean pro as like, oh, make it the games look better. That's what I think they're. But I think the for me when I when I was thinking of a pro. It would just be kind of like what they did with the new 3DS. It's just a little bit faster. Like, remember when um, Smash Brothers for 3DS came out? Mm-hmm. Like when you had it for the regular 3DS, if you needed to exit out of the game, it had to completely reboot the console because it just I don't know it had to like reset the system itself. Mm-hmm. But with the new, you know, it had a better processor or whatever on the new 3DS version. So I was just thinking something like that, where your games are just gonna run better. Faster loading times, maybe a battery's a bit better. Um, more of like, uh, uh, I didn't hear about it like displaying like 4K, like stream, like video, not the games. But I thought like maybe like just an improvement where like if you have a 4K TV when you have your Switch installed, just the interface itself, like the menu, will be sharp, like 4K quality, not the games, but as in so your games, you, you know, the screen doesn't look as blurry or something on a nice 4K television. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a better kind of upgrade. I thought it was just it was going to be a minimal minimal upgrade boost. Nothing like now it competes with yeah. PlayStation 5 or now it's like you have a PS4 Nintendo Switch. It's like, no, I don't think that's what if they were going to do a pro, that's what they would have done. It would have just been more like, oh, hey, faster loading. Games will look and run better, like small improvements, nothing huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but for me though, it's like, but that's another thing. Like the, the, like we're still talking about like a console that loads, like in comparison to like PlayStation and Xbox, it already loads fast enough. Like they've already got them beat. I feel like in that, in that metric when it comes to stuff like that. So like for me, it's just like I guess yeah, they can improve their own design. But with the 3DS, I felt like when that first 3DS came out, um, because it was so like. 
It was so new. The whole idea with the 3D and everything like that. Yeah. Like you knew that there was going to be a revision. Plus it was a handheld console and that's, let's, let's face it, that's what Nintendo does with handheld consoles. That's what they, they revise them. It's, it's their, their bread and butter. With this more of a hybrid being handheld, yes, but not. I feel like that 2D light was, or the that the light or whatever that switch fucking whatever that is was basically they've already made their their move. Like yeah. maybe down the line we'll see something, but I just like with Nintendo man, like you no know, at no point. I think point, we'll get a we'll get a pro upgrade, but them announcing it not being this year means that they don't need anything in the market because they're already doing well. You get what I'm saying? Like there will be they like a do? pro. Like, <laughs> I don't no, know if you're going to get to it, but like selling, you're saying like they just sold 16 million copies of fucking yeah, Pokemon not, like they're doing fine they don't no, need it yeah but that's what I'm saying is like there's no they see that there's no point in releasing a newer model so they could wait until next year or a year after if they want to have a redesign also, the other they've always done well when they come out with redesigns. Yeah. People purchase their redesigns and now that this is a handheld market too where it's doing both I mean, well, you got, and they already redesigned. They've made basically done a redesign already to make it more of a handheld only yeah. console. They've, they've already got one so, yeah. redesign in the book after a year or so. Um, the other big thing to me, it's just like there isn't a like how many games are screaming at. I mean, I mean, makers are really screaming at them. I'm sure they are. But like Nintendo isn't screaming to be like, yeah, man, we ain't getting this game on our console. So that's a big problem. You know, huh, they're, their games are selling, man. Like, and, and it, it's always boiled down to that. Their games, as long as their games are selling millions of their first party stuff, they're happy. Mm-hmm. They're at a situation where like, you know, like you're, you're going to see like fucking Witcher 3 is how many years old? And it's like now on the Switch. Four or five. And people are going to buy it. Yeah. That's an old game. It's like game. Skyrim of... Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like it's an old fucking game. People are going to go out and they're going to buy it. And it's probably going to do not bad. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, going to make... Skyrim was on Switch. No, it's, <laughs> it's selling a lot on Switch. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, it's it's so crazy. Like, you know, like they're, it's proven like they don't care if they have, yeah. like they're not able to compete when it comes to those like brand new games. They, mm-hmm. they don't care that they can't get Modern Warfare. Like, oh, yeah. you, oh they can't run Modern Warfare. They're like, okay. so what? <laughs> we don't really we don't we need don't, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're not asking for it. It's... You know, it's they're in that special, they're in a special uh, like area right now where they're just like, yeah, they're on their own, yeah, their own, yeah, they're on their own level. Much. You know, they're all doing their own thing, and mm-hmm. like there are certain games that are going to get out, like that are going to be, you know, like there are people out there live trying to be like, yeah, we're going to get this game on there. It may not look as good, but you'll get it. You know, back in the day, like during the Wii U era and the Wii, a lot of those those same developers were like, yeah, I just won't work on this console. Yeah, yeah, we can't make it. You know, like the old EA was like, yeah, can't make it or it just this is as good as it gets, right? But now you have makers like, no, 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 we'll figure out a way yeah. to port this game over. Um, like the Wolfenstein games, right? Doom. Like Bethesda was, you know, say what you will about Bethesda. Bethesda was like, no, we'll find a way to put those games on there yeah, because they're going to sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even if it's scaled back, it'll run well and, and you see a lot of papers. The Outer Worlds is uh, another one that's coming, right? I think that just got announced for... Yeah. You know, they'll find a way to put those games on. They're the ones that can run. Like I said, Nintendo's not, I don't think they're really all that worried about having games that are that technologically advanced on there. Not when fucking Pokemon is selling 16 million copies and it's like, a, it's like, there's not much to it. Now I'm not talking about yeah. gameplay, but yeah. visually, like, there ain't much to it. And it's, it's a just, different market. Exactly. And, yeah. but it's, hey man, when that's a fucking great market to be in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you can sell that much. It's it's pretty crazy. 
Respawn Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is already a hit, but EA now says the single player Star Wars adventure is on track to hit 10 million unit sales. During EA's quarter 3 2020 financial call with investors, EA revealed that the sales of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order beat our expectations. Blake Jorgensen says that EA originally predicted that Jedi Fallen Order to sell between 6 to 8 million units for the fiscal year, but Star Wars already hit the high end of that in the third quarter. EA now says that it anticipates Jedi Fallen Order to sell around 10 million units in the fiscal year, a strong result for a single player action game. Yeah, I mean, uh, all those uh, canceled uh, single player Star Wars games were that were not going to be as good as a multiplayer. Remember when EA yeah. was like, single player games are dead? Yeah. Okay, here's a shocker though. Release a good Star Wars game, people will buy it. Release a good Star Wars game. <laughs> With little bullshit, with not all this extra bullshit, not all this fucking DLC stuff. And guess what? People will flock and they'll buy to it. Oh, yeah. It's not that difficult to figure out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not. And I'm like, for them to be like, oh, it beat our expectations. I'm like, I, it's always funny. It's like, who does your fucking expectations? Because yeah. you guys are just, it's so, it's so fucking dumb sometimes where they're like, yeah. Well, that's what, it makes it more annoying. Like with companies like EA and even like Square Enix where... Where you have them going, well, single-player games, we just want to do nothing but multiplayer because that's where we get most of the money because they're dead. dead. You know, and then they act all surprised when like, oh, this single-player game did really well. It's It's like like, the people that are doing the forecasting have never played games in their lives. And yeah, it's... uh, And then... then, (laughs) That reaction from you right now, you're like, oh, it's it's, it's fucking stupid, right? Well, it's because I hate how they all just act surprised. And it even makes me think of when Square Enix was just like, wait, people want traditional Japanese RPGs? Like when Bravely Default sells a shit ton. And then they're just like, oh, people want regular turn-based RPGs? It's like, yes, that's what we want. And then they don't do it. And then when they come out with another like Octopath Traveler, which is a traditional like turn-based RPG, wow, that sold really well. People want this? You've known that for the past five years, and you're fucking just pushing out bullshit. People, you know what it boils down to? Uh, People just want good fucking games. They don't care. Like, it could be a multiplayer game, but if it's good, yeah, people are going to buy it. It's truth, right? Yeah. (sighs) Single player, multiplayer, single player, online, offline. If it's a good game, people are going to buy it. That's what it boils down to. Give people good games. Don't give Mm. them stupid shit like... Star Wars, the Battlefront series, and doing all that extra bullshit that you did to it to water it down to where now people are like, no, I don't want that. Don't make, you know, like, don't make half-assed, like, buggy, unfinished fucking games uh, a la, like, fucking the shit that Bethesda does with, like, Fallout 76 or or Anthem and all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, keep just give people a finished product. Give them a good product. Yeah. Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, when you really look at, when you boil it down, you look at that game, it's, it's not... It isn't even a technical. It's not. It's it's nothing new. Uh-huh. Like when you look at the game, it's just taking bits and pieces of a lot of different series, Uncharted and everything. But, but you yeah. know what? It was a completed, finished game that was enjoyable. That's all people want. You know, you give them that in their world, and people are gonna like. They'll buy it. You know what I mean? It is like uh, we've sold a lot of this this game. We didn't do anything to it. Like no bullshit to it. Maybe we should keep doing it. And like, oh, we nah. should do more bullshit. Yeah, we're gonna I'm pretty sure a lot of them see it and then be like, if we had microtransactions, yeah, they see it as a lost yeah. opportunity. Yeah, then it's a lost opportunity. It's like, well, yeah. they told so them. fucking toned up. We, we should have sold them more ponchos. <laughs> <laughs>
All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Kotaku, Destructoid, Engadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. You've been listening to 3PC News. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. So this week's um, topic, I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, it, there was this interesting showing of best-selling video game console of all time by units sold. So this is something that came out that ended up uh, uh, showing what are the, the, the top consoles of all time. And I thought it was pretty interesting on like what you saw everything kind of listed from the top to the very bottom. Um, what's funny is just recently with Nintendo announcing they sell in about 52 million, it actually bumps it up from this list okay. because it was originally 42, so it bumped it up past uh, the Super Nintendo as in units sold during this time. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of want to talk about it and kind of go through it. But, I mean, you guys already know what is the top selling console of all time, right? Yep. Beto? What's up, fool? What was the, what was the oh, top sorry. selling console? The PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. Why do you think the PS2 was the top selling console? I don't know. Like, yeah. if you had to guess, I don't know the reason. I'm uh, just saying uh, that the, it sold 500, 159 million units sold well, for that one being the top. To that, no, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a ton of revisions. So you had the originals. Then you had the slim models. Things were less complex. It was a less complex time. And we had. This is also an era where. It was a longer uh, uh, console uh, generation, too, wasn't it? Longer generations. Also, an era where when you got a console, the console was actually back then, the console was actually the most powerful thing when it came to video games on the market. Computers, you know, each generation, it seemed like you were like, holy shit, and computers had to catch up. And I just remembered. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a lot of people's first DVD player, like it was for me. That's true. That it was a huge was, part of it too. They it packed was a in cheaper DVD. DVD player, yeah. right? Yeah. When you, well, when you looked at it all as a combo, yeah, as a as a combo, it was a great deal. Yeah. And everyone bought the Matrix. <laughs> that, that was my first one. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was that, and it was the perfect time because DVD was just coming up too. They chose DVD drive, the DVD ROM for their games. Um, it was a perfect. Yeah, it was a lot of there was a lot of things early on that just made that like one of those you know like it was like ooh it's it's yeah. it's you know you know back in the day when you said three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars for a console I see I think it was three hundred right I want to say it was around three hundred when you went three hundred dollars for a console you're always like ooh that's a lot of money just for a video game system right and it was always like well it's just video games like I have to pay this much two what even if it was two fifty or three yeah yeah you're like that's just for video games but then at that same time you had DVD players coming out and they were like anywhere from a hundred. 150 to 200 dollars and then you you know then you go like well it's a it's a video game console but it's also a dvd player and it was like i remember at that time people were like oh you know like oh oh wow yeah. and it was like well it's two and oh it's, this is a good deal uh-huh. and it just helped especially early on yeah i mean I, what also helped too is the dominance of the playstation when it originally came out yeah. uh the console itself being backwards compatible mm-hmm. with like either your memory cards um not for the newer games but 
you know, for your games, you can play that. So you were able to play your old games, including some of the new games too. But yeah, I remember when that was when the PlayStation Two came out and how hard it was to get. I think I didn't get mine for till like a six months after, probably four to six months. But yeah, the PlayStation Two is the best selling console. I got mine day one. You I did. That's that was that. I think Dreamcast was it. Dreamcast was the first console that I ever bought on the day it was released. Uh huh. And PlayStation 2 was the second. How was that? I just sit in the rain. <laughs> that sucked. And I got sick. Where? Uh, Target. Oh, really? Ventura Target. Yeah. yeah. I got in line. I had to get a, I had to pull a ticket. Got my console. I had to go to work that morning too. Uh, and I remember being like there, had a jacket on and it started to rain. And I was like, son of a bitch, it's raining. And then got my console, got my ticket, went back home, got ready for work, went back, picked up my console, went to work. And then like four hours later, I was like, I think I'm getting sick. <laughs> Did you go home? I didn't or? play for like, no, I finished my shit, but then I didn't play it for like three or four days because I was <laughs> sick. I got legit sick. I was like, fuck. Did you think about like, I was like laying in bed. It was totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what games you got with it? Um, Bouncer. No, 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 that not. wasn't a launch one. Uh, <laughs> I played Fantavision, which was actually a cool game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I believe cool. I got that launch lineup really wasn't very good either. I know I got ready to rumble boxing. I love that fucking oh. game. That was fun at the time. I can't remember this. I bought two or three games. I can't remember though. I'd have to look at the division. That, that was like a music. The game? fireworks game. Yeah, yeah. I remember I'd have to relook at the launch lineup, but I know Ready to Rumble Round Two was one of the games. But uh, I, I think too, like like when, and I think that was also. I feel like that was also when they started to really push the like, yeah, if you don't get it, man, it ain't going to be enough. That's when you heard shortage. Because I remember getting a game, a Dreamcast, a Gamecast. Uh, <laughs> I remember getting the Dreamcast and not really having to worry about like, oh, no, just I walked in the day it came on sale. Like, I think it was Best Buy and they had their the stacks there. Like, yep, you know, that they did a good promotion. I walked in, got one, got my games and left. And like, I, I don't I think when I went walked into the store. <gasps> There wasn't, there were certain games that were sold out, like, you know, when it came to the, um, to Dreamcast, but like the console was there. Like I had no problems getting it, yeah. but like PlayStation was two was one of the first times where you're like, yo man, there ain't going to be that many. And I don't, there may have been pre-orders at that time right here. They were starting to Maybe do some, some places. I don't think everything had pre-orders. Cause now I couldn't like get one at, I couldn't get one at Toys R Us. Yeah. I worked at Toys R Us yeah. and I was already like, I, I think that's when it started to dawn on me. Like how. Yo, this is gonna be not easy to get, yeah. and, and you know. And I was thinking like, man, I can't even get one. I think they were already doing that. They were doing like pre-orders um, at Toys R Us. So I was like, was there a shortage? I think there was, because it mm-hmm. was the. Uh, I mean, they were using the that cell. No, that was the PS3. It was some, I forget the what the emotion it, engine. Something like that. Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't easy. They didn't. They weren't gonna have a lot. And. Uh, I just remember like, yeah, that was the first of like the consoles where you're like, yeah, there's going to be a shortage. If you want one, you, you better, you know, day one, you're going to have to work for it. Yeah. Was, it a, uh, was there a lot of people when you went? Yeah, there was a line at Target when I yeah. went and I remember like, like I remember at 1.2 coming back and I was like, yeah, I got one. I was like, I got to wait in line at Target when I was at Toys R Us and like later on in the day, that was one of the like, I remember the Xbox going on sale too and I was thinking, should I get one? And I didn't. And then even at the end of that day, someone was like, oh, we had a, we still have a couple of Xboxes left. And I was like, oh, man, it's a cool thing that I didn't. I was like, 
I didn't get one, but I was like, well, fuck, man. If I'd have gone in line somewhere else, I would have sucked because they did have them here. Yeah. But I remember with the PlayStation, I was like, no, we had none. Like, I remember my my boss on the phone with a with a customer, and the customer was complaining, like, why don't you guys have any? And I don't understand. Like, I went there, and they didn't have them. And he's like, dude, I was like, he's like, I had one of my employees had to go to a different store to get his. Like, we don't we don't have any. So I was like, what do you want? You know, it's like telling him, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I remember going from store to store to store on launch day for PlayStation, seeing the lines, people already waiting. PlayStation or PlayStation 2? PlayStation 2. Oh. Yeah. I remember going with my dad. Took me out of school. I actually didn't have to go to school. We went PlayStation 2 hunting and didn't find it. We went early, 5 in the morning, and it was already, there was already lines. It was already too late. I was in line at Target. Does Costco have them? Like, we checked Costco too, but they didn't have them. They One. sold out or they just didn't have them? I don't think they had them. Oh, okay. I want to say I got in line at Target around 4 or 5 a.m. Right. I got in line at Target in Ventura. I remember driving up on the freeway and then seeing the Best Buy and just seeing how the line wrapped around. And I was like feeling dead. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that's when you first started seeing like online trackers where they they were like, yo, yeah. this store might have some. And then I think we made calls or like Toys R Us found out like, yeah, so-and-so is going to have this many stores. And then somehow we found out Target. Yeah, I think Target, they're like, Target's selling them, you know, day one. So if you're going to go, go. And I think I was number 20. 69. Nice. It's 20, 20 something. I was in the 20s and I got a ticket that said, yeah, you just come back and you'll get yours. But you'll get yours. Yeah. I want to say they had like, they probably had like 40 or 50. So I was in the middle. So that sucks. Yeah. You fucking, you should have gone to Target, Jesse. Right? See, had you known me then, I would have been known like, you, you would have been like, come here, little kid. Yeah, like, come, oh, here. come here, idiot. Dad, that's my friend, Joe. <laughs> and your dad's like, that's not your brother? <laughs> so the second best-selling console of all time is a handheld. Now, the handheld is the Nintendo DS at 154 million units sold. Right under that, it was the Game Boy. The original Game Boy, Game Boy Color, 119 million sold. Which, to me, kind of shows how much, you know, the Nintendo DS did, like, well. Because uh, Game Boy was 1989. The revision with Game Boy Color was probably 94, if I remember. And, like, the, the tale for Game Boy was a good decade until we got the advance, if I'm correct. Um, but with the DS, it just shows like how that blew up. And around that time, Nintendo was just doing such a good job of kind of bringing in non-casual people who gamed because you had the touch bottom interface and there was a lot of games like Brain Age or anything like style savvy type of gameplay yeah. stuff. Like there was a lot of uh, really Nintendogs and stuff. They became real creative and... Do you remember during the time of like the DS, especially when they did the remodels of the DS Lite, um, how they would have like commercials with celebrities like Beyonce playing Rhythm Heaven Beyonce. or just like a ton of other celebrities playing different things? Um, DS being that much, I don't know. To me, that's pretty impressive. And I had I had one of those too. Yeah. No, you said Beyonce. I forgot who is who's, who said it. <laughs> but be, be like, some comedian said it, but they're like, Beyonce, I am Beyonce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Chris Hardwick. Any comments on the Game Boy Game Boy Color? Uh, I didn't have it. You had a DS? 
you said Game Boy, Game Boy Color. No, yeah, I said, but and then DS. Oh, so, the DS. Yeah. I, I brought up both DS, and then the next thing is Game oh, Boy, okay. Game Boy Color. Uh, DS. I, I didn't know what to play in it. I was like, is Madden in this? <laughs> it was. Joe. Uh, I had a Game Boy, um, but well, I was I was really really young, and uh, I enjoyed the Game Boy. I uh, I definitely put a lot of use into it, um, but it wasn't like something. Um, but as a kid, like, you really don't think about that. But, I mean, it was a fun console. But, like, you know, for me, it was, like, I got it for Christmas. So, you know, it was just one of those kind of, like, you know, it was cool. Wanted it. Yeah, I never played the DS. In fact, my only experience with any DS games was when I got a 3DS. And I know you could play some of the, you could play DS games yeah, on so it. Some of that, but that was it. So. Uh, the, actually, the DS, I had the DS Lite. I don't remember having the DS, the bigger DS that they had. Um, I remember that because the Korg, the Korg DS. That was cool. Just fucking around making music. But. Now we're hitting our current consoles. The next one is a PlayStation 4 at 106 million units sold so far. Which is impressive that I think having that at the, at the next... So uh, high, yeah. Yeah. At the four spot, pretty much. Yeah. And I'm just kind of going to ruin the bottom spot. Uh, we have Xbox One at the bottom for 41 million units. Yeah. Which just shows how much... I just kind of want to bring these other totals up. How much um, behind Xbox One is. And again, I'm, I'm, just, I'm bringing that up just to show kind of how this generation, just kind of how, how badly Microsoft ended up fumbling. And also, um, we also have... Uh, I'm going to skip some two other ones, but... We have PlayStation 3 here at 88 million units and Xbox 360 at 85 million units. And the only really re- uh, reason why I'm bringing that up is just to show how um, before that Xbox 360 sold really well that generation. Especially but, in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Like actually it's funny when you see that you go like, "Oh, wow, like you're like PlayStation 3 still outsold it cuz like if you really look at that entire generation as a whole, most people would be like Xbox won that." Yeah, you know they they, they in in and like in the front end when the consoles were really really hot. Yeah, I feel like you know so like the, it was easy to say that, but like it was funny how PlayStation Three on that back end at the end really just kind of you know yeah you're right that's why at the end um, like toward the end um, PlayStation was bringing its A game, it was coming out with titles, it was going like we got Uncharted Two, we got this, we got The Last of Us, we got you know all these games. They were they were behind and they were able to catch up and 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 push it. Um, and then you had parody. You had parody. Like remember in the beginning, it was like everything seemed like they were porting games. And PlayStation Three never really had like the the standout title. Yeah. Like you never had platform parody. It was always like yeah, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty version is better. It's better. It's better. And then like yeah. midway through that, it was like no, no, everyone made a push. Finally, developers weren't being as lazy. Well, I shouldn't say developers, but publishers weren't being lazy in how they they sourced the um, the the ports. So they were like, no, no. So then by the end, you were like, yeah, you have parity, and you really saw people take advantage because that cell, sys, the cell tech, the cell processor on the PlayStation was. I, I remember early on, people were like, this is difficult to like uh, develop for figuring out. But once they got a hold, once they figured it out, you know, it got it definitely uh, changed things. Yeah, it it just it, it's crazy just to see that that huge difference and and then just kind of see where PS4 is now and where Xbox One is and they just kind of didn't really push it toward. Yeah, like now. you you see those numbers like you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought that how close they actually were. I mean, even seeing the the chart like PS3 actually like how you said it ended up 
surpassing them. Like you would have thought, like, oh, Xbox won that generation, but. But, but if you really ask, I, I think if you still ask anybody who won that, definitely Xbox. It, it was Xbox. How they, they started they, off, yeah, 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 and and in the end, like, you know, they went from that original Xbox, and you know, it was like Xbox versus PS2, and you know, they were, you know, you saw how many the how many consoles the PlayStation 2 sold, and it would it dominated, even though the Xbox came out, for them to have with that Xbox 360, you know, I want to say like on that list. Real quick, go back to that. Yeah, for them to basically, um, like the, the original Xbox isn't even on that list. Yeah, yeah. So like for them to actually go up and like you know kill it with that Xbox One was the bigger story for my like because that was where like Microsoft solidified itself as a major player in con in the console you know like the console wars you know yeah. just consoles period you're like oh fuck yeah we can't sleep on you just can't you couldn't sleep on Xbox anymore and I feel like they did a, they they're definitely like the xbox one not xbox xbox live they really once that came out it was like oh fuck they really took you know like online gaming to a new level yeah you know they're the ones that really pushed it yeah. and it wasn't for them you know it would be no you, i mean it would have eventually something yeah, it would have evolved not as still, competitive but, like how yeah. it is though, or was um going back to the xbox one it's crazy like how, how you said how, how bad they did when they first were still doing yeah uh how the switch is already like past it and it's only been out for like a, what, a quarter of the time that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking but, you know you gotta think too like xbox it's still considered it's like it's one of the it's like those are there's 15 consoles on there and you know you know it's you have to like bad is a it's, it's kind of probably not the best yeah the best term well, in this use. chart it's bad like, so i'm saying like, like bad would be like wii u you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, selling yeah. like eight yeah. million units that's it like forty million isn't nothing to sneeze. At. No. You know, it's it's definitely fucking. But it's like it's good. not what. But in comparison, though, yeah. yes, exactly. Like to come off of selling 80, 80 something million, yeah, and then <clears throat> cut it that in half for your next console, and really all because you made a couple of arrogant, you know, like mistakes right at the front end, yeah. you know, and mm. it's eerily reminiscent to that, you know, that PlayStation Two, even though it. Even though it didn't end up that bad, it was very eerily reminiscent because well, PlayStation 2 picked it up on that back end, like PS2 to PS3, where they're like, people will pay six hundred dollars for a console. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's not a big deal. Just go get an extra job. You'll you know remember this. You'll want to get two jobs. Yeah, you'll want to get two jobs for this thing. Yeah, you know, like they 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 quickly uh, after a couple of years, they quickly learned like, oh fuck, this is this was bad, and, you know, and and they really you know they they did a lot of work to yeah. catch up. You also had the Nintendo, uh, the Nintendo Wii at sixth place with 102 million units. That's just, you know, that that little console. When you when you compare what that what that little console uh, did, yeah. And it's funny that you have all three. That that console generation, like if you really think about it, that that generation was a monster. Yeah. Because you have basically all. One right after the other. You had 102 million Wii's sold, 88 million PS3s, and 85 million Xbox 360s. Mm -hmm. That is the same at like, the same time. We're putting almost 300 in the same console generation. Almost 300 million, almost not quite there, but at least two over 250 million consoles mm -hmm. sold in the same time frame. You know, at that same time. You're, 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 you also, when you really think about it, add in the DS because the DS was in that era. Yeah. That's another 150 or, you know, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in there. 
Uh, yeah, PlayStation Portable. Which, look at how many. I didn't think that thing sold that much, but God. Yeah, I was really surprised on that too. million. Yeah. Like that generation, that I don't think there will, I really doubt there'll be anything else, anything that'll really even come close to to that generation when in terms of like just units sold yeah it's 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 insane you know like like even this generation where already you had the ps basically it was like the ps4 the xbox one and and realistically you can count the wii u and and i guess you can count the switch up to now but you're still only talking like like almost 200 million which isn't bad. Like yeah. it's still looking strong, but like God, you know, we're talking about close to. Like you don't even see handhelds. I'll say the 3ds is there, yes, but yeah. like you know, it's just insane that generation. How many consoles were sold? Yeah, yeah, no, that it's just it's just crazy, and that's why I kind of wanted to go through this list because it's it's telling of how the market was going at the time, especially during that time when when each of these titles, especially in their respective. Uh, generations how you see either the the long tail or where it ends where it yeah. stops because even with the the playstation 3 xbox 360 and the wii u i think with the not the wii u sorry the nintendo wii uh even with the wii i think we could have sold more but like the wii unit itself a lot of people bought that because it's either for wii sports and maybe a good chunk of people bought it for like the Nintendo exclusives, but Nintendo kind of just gave up on software towards the, towards end. the end. The last few you know? years, it was like people were like, "This thing's still out, but no one's buying it anymore." Yeah, yeah, it wasn't hard to get. Well, how long was it hard to get like a Wii for like almost three years? Right, the first three to four yeah. years were like you couldn't find a Wii at all. Um, I still can't find my Wii. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing though when you really think about like the Nintendo Switch has been out about two years now, uh-huh. and it's it's already number fourteen on this list. Yeah, yeah. like it's been out two fucking years. It's, it's isn't it three now? Three, I think is it three this year? Yeah, yeah, it'll be three this year, huh? Yeah, it's still like that's pretty damn crazy. It's already Nintendo's second. It's it'll it'll definitely beat. I mean, I'm looking at these lists right now, and it's definitely going to go in. It'll end up becoming at least the second most uh, most sold uh, Nintendo console. Because, I mean, look at it's The SNES is... Well, actually, four. remember, we got to push it up because it's 52. It was it, So it's already so. past SNES then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's 10 million behind the NES. I mean, it's going to do it this year. So it's easily going to push itself up to number... At, at the very least, number two. Mm-hmm. And and at this rate, you know, I you know no, it may actually end up, uh, it may be a battle with that Nintendo with the Wii. Yeah, it may yeah, end you up. Know. You know, it's still very, still a lot of time left too. So I don't yeah. probably pass it. But yeah, um, that was actually pretty fun. Yeah, I like it. Was there any other comments or anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, not really. <clears throat> I was kind of like. Can you uh, check to see where uh, PlayStation Vita was on that list? The what? Uh, Vita was not there. <laughs> well, uh, that's going to be it for this week in Third Party Controller Podcast. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's Third Party Controller Podcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Sparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, 
but we kind of get the job done later. Fuck, did you guys watch the trailer for Fast 9? No. no. I've not watched any. I've, I think out of all nine, I've only seen two movies. This was so the like, most. So to me, the, it doesn't mean anything, but I know people were freaking out about it. This was the most. Family? No, the most. E- e- what's the word I'm looking for? It's the most. You know how you always talk about they tell the whole story on a trailer? Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with Like Sometimes like, hey, they, they didn't show everything. And I'm like, I'll play the you know, devil's advocate on that one. But this is the first time where I'm like, there's no fucking point in me watching this. To give it all away? Everything. Like any shocking thing from the movie that could possibly happen in a three minute trailer, they gave everything away. And I'm like, that sucks. Have you seen every Fast and Furious in theater? Uh, not in the theaters, but I've seen every, I didn't see the last one. No. Shopping Hall? No, no, no. The eighth one? Oh, okay. No, so. I'm going to need to watch Wait, it. Wait, who? Somebody came back? And this new one in the yeah. trailer? Who's that? Fucking Han. The fucking Japanese dude? The, that from, was dead. Yeah, he, he died. died. And came back. Wait, he died in three, came back for them, well, and then died No, no, again? came back because that was a prequel kind of. Because five happens before three. Then they go oh. back and show him dying because Jason stayed and killed him. And then in this one, at the end of the trailer, there he is again, walks in doing the same thing, eating something, hugging. And I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I fucking lost it. Well, Michelle Rodriguez died. And like she like died, died, right? Like, it looked like... It was kind of like Han was really dead. Like literally was in a fucking car wreck and was shot. Yeah. Like it wasn't and three, right? Does that mean Paul there? Walker's coming back? His brother might be like a hologram. I was joking about that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Paul Walker's going to come back. Like they're going to bring Paul Walker back. And then I'm like, well, he's dead. It's like, well, his character didn't die. And I'm like, no, no, not his character. They're going to bring Paul Walker back. For the next <laughs> one. Like, 